आई वी एम You're listening to TFG Football. Welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football podcast. I'm Chiranjit. Kevin is joining me from Mumbai. This is an a week after we pulled that uh, April Fools prank where we uh, announced I League and ISL are being merged uh, last week. Uh, the episode came up uh, on uh, April the 1st and uh, our phones exploded a lot of people were calling in uh, messaging asking uh, where did you get the news is it true and all that stuff uh, and uh, somebody even uh, uh, said uh, he will kill me if it turns out to be an April fools joke Uh, so i just wanted to give the update that i'm alive and well uh, so far uh, and we should probably refrain from uh, you know doing an april fools joke like that again but it says something that so many people became so happy and hopeful when they heard that news and they just wanted to believe it even though uh, they knew it was probably going to be a april fools joke because it's so rare that such positive developments happen in indian football It's been one week since that episode and we are back with a new set of developments all over Indian football and very few of them are positive. In fact, just about an hour ago before we started recording this episode, uh, Neroka FC who started playing the top division league who qualified by winning the second division and started playing from the 2017-18 season and set a record as the best performance by a promoted team on their first season they finished second in the top division league uh bengaluru of course won it in the first season in their first season but they were a corporate team who uh, came in through direct entry so it was the best performance uh from a second division team who came up just over an hour ago this is what they put on facebook this is an official statement from the club Here it goes. What's happening with Indian football? After so much of hard work and investment, we qualified for the top league in 2017 and just after playing two seasons of it, we are put to play the second division once again. There is no other option than to shut down our beloved club. We may not be rich with money, but definitely we are rich with footballing talents. but i guess indian football is only about money now no room for hard working clubs in any other country a club like neroka fc which is popular which draws crowd at 2 pm matches on weekdays which has a small budget but becomes competitive and delivers results against the biggest clubs in the country who have three or four times the budget that they have a club like this would be cherished but the strange system in indian football is forcing them to contemplate about shutting down because they are being forcefully relegated by aiff fsdl reliance for no fault of their own other than the fact that they can't pay a big fat franchise fee to line up their pockets kevin come in is there any end to this so many clubs are on the verge of shutting down it's an impossible situation it seems it's impossible and firstly this is very familiar to what has already happened it's not the first time we 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 are, we've heard about a situation where clubs who are not seen you know who, do, who don't see themselves going ahead according to a set pathway are opting to move out and shutting down is the the only option in front of them not that they would want to do this not that, not that they're incapable of taking the team forward they've created a model in such a way that year on year you can have the talent they've proven in a short time what can be achieved if you know your things right but money is coming in the way uh, it's it's about money it's about so the direction forward for indian football we've seen clubs asking demanding pleading to have a road map ahead of them how they can progress from the junior stages to the next and to the next reaching the initial the, the, the final destination is 
getting a team into the world cup yes but if you don't have a domestic structure in place if you don't if you are not given the right support financially structurally you you really will be collapsing once you have you know, started to take a big long steps it's going to crash and this has happened once again we've seen clubs like tempo chalgaukar sporting pull out this is not a different reason is the same reason 3 4 years back the goan clubs who were, who were so much in demand so much in power so much in dominating territory in indian football suddenly they seem to move away but the question is not does this happen overnight this is something that has been asked and said time and again to please give us a road map have us give us a pathway forward but never these demands are even fallen to the right ears or if it is even if it has i think instead of showing compassion or empathy it is the other way around it is shown as the one that this is not even required this is not even something we should be talking or discussing about and this is the same story repeating in 2019 is this sad that we have to go through this and the victims of all this are the hard working clubs the ones who have proven that talent is greater than money it is it is terrible to hear and uh, i think part of this uh, you know extreme situation is the fact that they have proven themselves chennai city fc went to super cup and beat two isl teams so far they are in the semi finals now right we have seen uh, uh, a lot of i league clubs perform really well in super cup last season even this time they had to pull out because of the uh, meeting situation with uh, uh, aiff and uh, just to put this recent development into context a couple of days ago praful patel uh, aiff president became the first ever indian to be elected in the fifa council which is you know great for us first indian to be uh, in such a uh, powerful position in world, world football but then the first interview he does afterwards he says oh the i league clubs pulled out of super cup so uh, what is the point of meeting them now what message does it send out to a club like neroka who for whom that meeting and what response they get from aiff literally means life or death what does it mean for uh, a club like minerva punjab whose troubles are just not ending it seems like uh, you know every other day they have a new trouble just waiting for them at their doorstep right after uh, praful patel got elected uh, there was uh, an update that uh, got uh, that ranjit bajaj got from the uh, odisha football association that said that they are booking for uh, the kalinga stadium to play their afc cup matches it has been cancelled because after the super cup uh, the stadium will undergo renovations for the under 17 world cup women's world cup that will happen next year which is a legitimate reason but can't you wait another month since, since you have already committed to let them play and you know well that uh, because of the rules of the afc cup tournament they will get fined more than they are capable of paying if they uh, they try to change the venue now which is uh, you know another way of just choking them out financially and punishing them for uh, you know going out uh, against aiff vocally as they have done and uh, then uh, ranjit bajaj has to come out with a video literally pleading with the odisha chief minister to let him play so kevin uh, ranjit bajaj is alleging this is uh, aiff and reliance uh, going out against him uh, you know trying to uh, block his club from uh, playing in afc cup of course uh, federation officials have denied that but just it seems like i mean i i just i'm i'm at a loss for words it just the just the word impossible just keeps coming back to uh, my mind if if you are a club 
and you have uh, these uh, problems crop up every day suddenly somebody is asking you to pay uh, a franchise fee which is uh, many times more than your budget suddenly the booking of a stadium just gets cancelled out of the blue it's how does one survive i mean when you mentioned the goan clubs when they pulled out a lot of uh, fans and including me i thought like why pull out now you could you could uh, fight it out for another year or two couple of years later now i think like yeah maybe pulling out is is the only option is the only honorable option because for some their entire pride depends on the fact that they have earned the right to play in the top league and if they are suddenly pushed down to the uh, you know second tier it's insult to injury isn't it because everything that they have worked for everything they have invested for everything they have spent money for and countless hours for in one fell swoop all that is rendered uh, null and uh, void and suddenly they have to play in second tier it's it's like insult so much rather just get out of the uh, scene with your head held high as a top division club i i don't know i don't know any more man and you know, the problem is it's it's not for one season you no know, even if it was it would have still been you know, where it, it within your plan within your your strategies uh, for the next coming you know short short term uh, goals but it, it's very unclear it's again it's the franchise amount that is being put forward they're being told that even if you win you will not be allowed to go into the top tier there's no way there's promotion happening and there's no there's no relegation happening from the top most tier so forget about teams being uh, winning and going so the 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 situation is you win the second division and congratulations you you're granted another place in the second division so there's really no way for you to go forward even after you've done your best uh, and again it is not going to be a, a format where the ISL you know has shown after you finish the league there is a whole lot to play for so th- that's that's very vague for anybody to understand how do you even get in the sponsors what do you tell them so ne- in next 5 years uh, aim is to get from the second division and win the first division that's that's not going to happen because you're not clear you're not shown what you what what is the plan for the next 2 years 3 years 5 years is just the next year and it's closed it's closed door as if you're playing in an empty stadium uh, not, nobody knows what's happening so it it's kind of a ploy just to get the rich richer and the 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 ones which are really deserving are just pushed down pressed down this this strange that this is you no know, not having a solution at all we can go on and on but i don't think there's there's the light there's any light at the end of this dark dark long tunnel yeah i don't know what will come of this i don't know if the 2016 road map that was presented uh, by aff and fsdl to stakeholders in 2016 whether they are uh, interested in making any changes to it because that road map is road map for some who can pay but for those who cannot pay it was literally uh, just the you know directions towards a ditch you know you just drive off the road and you just crash right into the into the ditch uh, you know if you go by uh, the plan they laid out uh, uh, let's just see how how this goes man uh, i am i am hoping at this moment hoping against hope that uh neroka's announcement comes as a pressure tactic before the uh meeting that they have with praful patel on the 14th they want to uh drive home the point how desperate the situation is uh, same thing is happening uh with the uh with the uh, video that uh, ranjit bajaj put out let's hope that you know aiff takes this seriously they understand how dire the situation is starting with pune fc from uh, you know 2015 before that we had uh, you know royal wangdo uh, and everybody come in and they also shut down later on it's like it's like the the number of clubs shutting down is is never ending and what used to be shocking like when pune fc shut down when royal wangdo shut down uh, rangrajir united went away it it was it was a literal shock to the fans now it is oh yeah another club is shutting down it's like it's become normalized it's become expected 
you know uh, i mean were you surprised kevin when you heard uh, that uh, okay yeah, neroka is also thinking about shutting down yeah that that's what we started off i think this is a situation not for the first time that we encountered this, this has happened earlier and didn't come as a shocker because it's not the first occasion and 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 you know, really to think about it this doesn't have an end so this this problem yeah. won't be solved and this will just continue new, new good clubs turning up showing the best in 2 years 3 years and then they're gone in the next 2 years yeah it seems like it's it's become it's become the norm and that's that's something that tells you what's happening uh, in indian football when you are looking at clubs shutting down and thinking ha aisa hi to hota hai kya hai isme that's that's where we are uh, as uh, as the as a footballing nation you know we we're getting a seat in fifa council we're going to host the under 17 women's world cup next year uh, we hosted a very successful under 17 world cup they shine at the top but the bottom structure is getting destroyed and i don't know but i have not yet seen a building that has really good infrastructure at the top but the bottom is destroyed i have not seen a building do very well in that situation you know usually it comes crashing down uh, after a point so there is still time there is still opportunity there is still scope for course correction a lot of the politics that's happening in this is uh, happening through uh, you know coerce means and uh, other other you know off the table conversations and uh, backhanded deals we were we're seeing a lot of dirty stuff happening and maybe maybe uh, a reverse of that can happen maybe there can be a pressure or uh, some other means taken by uh, powerful people whoever they are to save these clubs because if they are gone there will be irreparable damage to indian football let's let's hope let's hope let's hope something happens you know something happens and we we are just not left in this callous state where club after club is shutting down and nobody does anything so that's the first half of the show a very dreadful messed up bleak picture of indian football unfolding before us uh we will be taking a more hopeful tune in the second half when we uh preview one of the most important women's football matches of our recent times i'll say the most important women's football match of the decade uh for the indian team so far and also we have the super cup semi finals coming up all that is there in the second half uh, we'll try to be uh, we'll try to paint a bit more happy picture for you so stay tuned Hello everybody, welcome to another awesome week on the IVM podcast. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure that you do. We are IVM podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, just wanted to make a note for everybody. We do have this new Alexa skill that we've created for Cyrus says. If you have an Alexa, please say play Cyrus says and you should be able to listen to the podcast on the Alexa from now on. On the scene in the unseen, Amit Verma talks to the columnist and author Akar Patel about the history, present, and future of the Hindutva ideology and how it transformed Indian politics and society. This week on Shunya, we talk to co-founder and CEO of Remeter, Kanchan Kumar. He discusses the journey of how he started his own companies. The episode also gives us an insight into the advanced payment systems in India as compared to the rest of the world. On Football Twaddle, the boys have come together to talk about last weekend's EPL matches. They also discuss the state of Indian football and the problems arising in the ISL and I League. This week on Simplified, discover how internet travels from one place to another. The answer might surprise you. We've launched a brand new sports show called What a Player, where the hosts give you insights about the latest games, scores, and strategies. Do check it out for updates about the ongoing T20 Cricket League. New episodes are out every morning. Your favorite host Vishal Gundal is back with the third season of the Vishal Gundal Show, and Alok Kejriwal joins him on the first episode to talk about business, spirituality, and why he stopped wearing his socks. Didn't get the reference for that? You got to listen to the episode. On the Habit Coach podcast, Ashton answers the most asked question on social media on how to beat the heat. And with that, let's get on with your show. Welcome back to TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, it was 21st May 2013 and uh, India was playing the AFC Women's Championship qualifiers. Uh, it was happening in Palestine and uh, India were facing Myanmar. it was the first meeting between the two teams uh, in in years at that point 
and uh, India considered an early goal. Uh, I think uh, the scorer was named uh, Nawalo Verfau, and India tried to fight back, but uh, before the first half ended, uh, Myanmar scored again, and at that point, uh, it it was pretty much out of India's hand. A couple of years later, in 2015, India were playing in the uh, Olympics qualifier, and uh, that game saw India have one of their worst defeats in the last four years. Uh, it it happened in March 2015. Myanmar beat us seven nil. Right, that that was uh, one defeat that took a while to shake off. India did not even play for a year almost. After that, because AI pretty much was scared of more big defeats, uh, India played Myanmar again in 2018 in Olympic qualifiers, the previous round. It it happened in November, so not not very long ago, and this time we started seeing some good amount of improvement in how India, the new generation. Uh, under uh, a new coach was uh, putting up a, a fight against Myanmar it was a 2-1 result and uh, it was again an early goal by Myanmar but india scored uh, in, in ratanwala devi got a goal back it was 1-1 for most of the game but towards the end uh, india sort of lost to the pace of myanmar and uh, uh, Ninge away uh, scored around 83rd minute and Myanmar won the match again but India progressed to the next round of uh, Olympic qualifiers then in Hero Gold Cup India faced Myanmar again in Bhubaneswar uh, that happened uh, in February and uh, that was once again a loss for India. It seems like we just keep conceding early whenever we play Myanmar because within two minutes Myanmar had scored and uh, towards the end India once again was slowing down and Myanmar were uh, you know uh, taking control of the game with their superior pace and Myanmar won two nil. The picture that I am trying to paint is that it seems like. The story of the 2010s has been that the Indian women's football team tries to build up and tries to uh, get somewhere, achieve something. Uh, they reach a threshold point where if they if they win the next match, they are going to the next round or the next level or whatever it is. Uh, of Let's say it's Gold Cup or Olympic qualifiers or AFC Women's Championship qualifiers. And then they face Myanmar. And every single time, by a various degree of competitiveness, India ends up losing the match. And that has been our story. That has been the story of the Indian women's football team for the last 6-7 years. And tomorrow, today is 8th of April. 9th of April, India will face Myanmar again. This time in their own home country. In the last match uh, of the second round of Olympic qualifiers, and it's a do-or-die situation. Both India and Myanmar are on six points each. Myanmar have a better goal difference. So India will have to go out and beat Myanmar if they are to qualify for the third round of Olympic qualifiers for the first time ever. Once again, it's a threshold match. Once again, if India beat me, uh, win this match, they will go to a next level where they have never been before. But it's that boogeyman team that uh, Indian women's team has had for years now. It's Myanmar who's in front of them. Kevin, hopeful? <laughs> uh, my, Myanmar is, I think, one of the many challenges that we, we can be facing uh, should we go through the next round? I'm hopeful. I'm positive, but also I, I'm, I'm very wary of what Myanmar can offer at this juncture where it's only one team rate that can go through. So, looking at how Myanmar is is been playing, I think uh, they, they've got a knack of scoring goals, a lot of goals. Uh, India, on the other hand, 
have been able to yes uh, i've been able to score goals but mostly you know restricting to teams where uh, you know barring nepal i think uh, other teams have have really not uh, shown that much of a fight for for india to see those uh, big wins but myanmar is one thorn uh, along the way that we will you know be face uh, year on year you know should we play more tournaments and uh, going by uh, myanmar's performances i think that they've uh, they're so used to scoring at least two goals and uh, their margin has been of uh, the margin of uh, winning has always been plus 2 so that really you know shows what they are capable of and uh, india on the other hand have shown some restraint uh, to you know uh, to to be able to hold off myanmar over the years but i think i think uh, myanmar again is looking too strong for india uh, going by uh, even the recent performances uh, that that were head to head so india i think uh, as really have to we be much more balanced side uh, in this game uh, what we can mo- expect india to do is uh, probably you no know, cut off that supply uh, to the forward line or to the wings uh, that myanmar is used to you know, feeding in and cutting in from the wings and probably wait for that opportunity to score a couple of goals but because i don't think one goal or two goals probably will be enough for india to cruise through it's going to be a tough fight but it's all about how we hold on to the first half uh, that will determine our progress to the next round history repeats itself in so many ways and uh, the indian women's team can't catch a break from myanmar every single time uh, you know they are they are on the verge of something there it is myanmar again you know interestingly when uh, nepal came and beat india in the gold cup uh, and uh, after india went to nepal and beat saf championship uh, and beat them in the finals of the saf championship i was thinking like is this a precursor to what might happen in the myanmar game uh, because they came and beat us in uh, in the gold cup in our own land and now we're going to go uh, to their country and face them could we even hope or dream that something like this might happen then memol rocky got asked the question that is is uh, beating uh, nepal a revenge and uh, she said uh, yeah if you want to say that yeah it's revenge and i was like no i mean you set set nepal like that you set nepal up like that you might uh, force the same narrative on the myanmar game and a revenge narrative is very good as long as you win if you don't win it's it's doubly you know it it puts you down even more because uh, you know you you just set up that storyline that you're going in for revenge and uh, then you lose it seems like india have this indian uh, women's football team it's it's it has dealt in uh, in uh, tough situations before they have had their fair share of losses uh, the one good thing i would say is that they, their fitness seems to be improving uh, in the last few matches that we have seen the other team has always run out of gas before this team has maybe that will address the major issue that we have seen in uh, seen from india when they play myanmar is that myanmar uh, players have more in the gas tank and uh, they they get a late goal always maybe that will work out but is it is it too much of an improvement to hope for within a, a too short of period of time what do you think uh, we we've not been playing enough that is a major problem and uh, that this leads to show uh you know match match fitness match experience really it will show your on field performances because the team has not been together for long a short camp before we uh played a couple of friendlies and then headed for this uh tournament qualification so that again is is, is a major problem for us uh so for me more than tactical i think the match experience is going to beat us so it probably you know now just that the world cup has been announced uh, I, i think we are just uh, uh, pushing the older stuff uh, into the locked room and then trying to show okay this was this home was always ready to host a international tournament uh, so that's that's a case where you know trying to showcase something that we were not used to uh, 
but again uh, we we have faced as this juncture that uh, getting so close to, to qualification i think if we want to uh, go across the finish line at least to the second the third round uh, is going to be a big deal for us even if we you know manage to uh, get a narrow win over myanmar uh, but uh, as far as uh, optimism shows i think uh, it's good to be positive about uh, the form that we've shown uh, the goals that we've shown especially the set pieces i think we can really rely on the strength of our set pieces in this tournament and the previous one that we can do a lot more uh, just to you know, uh, negate the lack of match fitness and uh, lack lack of matches that we played since i'm looking for positives at this point i'm i'm actually quite jittery about the prospect of going and playing myanmar at this juncture just look at the matches in the last one month so 11 players have scored goals for india just in the last month right so there's no there's no uh, that is one thing that uh, we can take heart from because we don't have to rely on one or two players to get us the goals there's there's a lot of capable players who who are going to get us the finish but we need to create those chances in a sustained manner and when you are facing a physically strong uh, impulsive defense uh, like myanmar who has not even been uh, i mean i don't think that defense has been tested even a slight bit in the last few matches that they have played seemingly in- impenetrable you're going to you're going to have to require 200% of your abilities to keep on a sustained enough pressure to create enough chances that you uh, you know get get uh, enough goals to to actually build up a, a situation where you are uh, probably leading by two goals going into the last 15 minutes because it's been a pattern that uh, india concede against myanmar late in the game so Uh, it it just seems like too much of a task i mean let's let's just like go down to the prediction what what do you think will happen do you think india will be able to create that kind of a uh, you know breathing room in terms of goals that they sustain that lead uh, till the final whistle comes i think there will be goals from both sides there will be goals but uh, uh, goals will be late from india and uh, that again will be uh, too late uh like more like a consolation so i'm looking at the, the i'm hard I'm, i might break some hearts over here 3 1 to myanmar is what i'm looking at you know if if only if uh, we can get those first two goals from from our side only that that is the only way to 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 you know change the fortunes uh but i'm mostly mostly looking stronger towards myanmar uh, by the kind of uh, match experience that they have yeah well uh, unfortunately even i i'm thinking of a 2-1 loss but hopefully we are proven wrong there's there's nothing as good as being proven wrong by a, by an indian team when we uh, predict a loss and we get something better Uh, remember when before the china match both of us predicted the same score line and a loss for india and india went on and uh, got a draw but unfortunately this time a draw will not be enough if we get a draw then uh, myanmar go through to the third round of olympic qualifiers we don't so there there's no just no other way for us uh, but to win and uh, that's going to be the biggest challenge this team has faced in a long time and uh, even the uh, questions that are being asked of me mol rocky because of the seven manipuri players who have rebelled against this team and did not show up at the national team camp and they they are alleging uh, favoritism by uh, me mol rocky and uh, the assistant coach uh, choba devi it, it's a, it's a test it's a big test for them to show that the players that they have chosen are indeed the best indeed they can hold up against myanmar and i i mean if india beats myanmar a team that they have fallen to multiple times in the last few years if they can do it then then we we just we have no option but to give memol rocky a certificate of justification that okay the the team she has picked is indeed the best it it's indeed what is necessary for india and uh, you know this is this is going to be the future of indian uh, women's football as as she claimed out at the soft championship but if india do not look good against myanmar 
then we are in a pickle because the controversies are going to be uh, you know kicked up again we are going to be in a situation where uh, everybody will be scrutinizing everything this coach does and uh, every decision will be questioned so another pivotal situation man not not so pleasant a lot is riding on this game uh what do you think miracle can happen miracles can happen but uh, we've not seen miracles in indian football that is the worry <laughs> let's see that that's coming from somebody who's uh, associated with a football club called miracles fc <laughs> so yes uh, that's that's that tells you a lot so let's uh, you know fingers crossed uh, let's hope india surprises us with this performance uh, on tuesday the game uh, is in the afternoon 2 pm kickoff uh it will be uh, there will be live streams on facebook all over we will put up a uh, stream on our website thefangaras.com as well so let's move on to the super cup semi finals wow bhuvaneshwar has been uh ha we finally got there man <laughs> bhuvaneshwar has been uh, especially the kalinga stadium it has been uh, in the headlines for all the wrong reasons because of the controversy with minerva punjab fc but it seems like the footballing action not the off the field but the on the field action that's unfolding over there it's not so uninteresting either because we have a very very intriguing set of teams who have qualified uh, for the semi finals it's going to be chennai city fc i league champions versus fc goa a second day nisl table and nisl finalist On the second semi-final, there's uh, Chennai FC, who have made a, some sort of a turnaround after their uh, uh, dismal show in ISL. Uh, they have not lost a game in AFC Cup so far, and they have won both their matches in uh, Hero Super Cup as well. Their good form is continuing, and ATK, who have shown a resurgence in the Super Cup tournament. so both very interesting matchups both have their own storylines it's two isl trophies versus two isl trophies in chennai versus atk and it's the i league champions who knocked out bengaluru fc the isl champions who are taking on the second best team that isl has to offer what do you think is going to stand out most in the semi finals Wow, uh, we already have a potential winner winner uh, of the Super Cup uh, between Chennai City and FC Goa. So whoever takes the game uh, for me is the winner of the Super Cup as well. Uh, strange, but uh, Chiranjit, uh, the draw for this tournament uh, doesn't look legitimate or doesn't look proper in regards to uh, at least having a fair. Uh, and even evenly matched competition it it doesn't look that way you're looking at uh, not the top most teams on one side and you're looking at looking at top teams on the other side so it really makes up for a lackluster final for me at least uh, but again coming to the semi finals uh, this, this is where uh, all the interest will be gathered for uh, uh, knowing who is going to take home uh, the second edition of super cup Chennai City have just proven everybody wrong in the way uh, they they've started uh, this this super super season and uh, and it just got better by beating Bengaluru FC. Uh, so from the I League, there's just one representation remaining, and uh, I think all I I League clubs will be uh, rooting for for Chennai City to go all the way and make it uh, even uh, you know clinch the sec the second Super Super Cup. Uh, on the other semi final, I really really look at uh, something uh, as a, a probably high scoring yet not very interesting game. Uh, Chennai and ATK are known to you know drag out their games, especially uh, uh, Steve Coppel with ATK. He's really you know shown how to get get away with with a uh, with a, with a, with a draw and uh, probably finish close to the playoff spot. But this is one occasion where uh, the semi-final doesn't look star-studded on the on one on one side, and the other looks all interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
of course uh, a lot of people have pointed that out uh, that uh, it seems like bengaluru fc chennai city fc goa a lot of big clubs are on one side of the bracket and it seems like the other side is giving a very easy way for one of uh, atk or delhi dynamos or chennai fc uh, you know teams like that one of them an, an easy path into the final uh, but uh, you know uh, as as usual aiff will tell you uh, the whole thing has been done by lucky draw so there's no foul play or uh, favoritism there at all so we will just take their words on that isn't it so yeah it's that's where we are uh, it's interesting uh, right after chennai city beat bengaluru fc uh, fc go put out a tweet saying uh, hashtag #new champions #heroesupercup i think they are uh, you know insinuating that they have already won the super cup tournament it seems uh, they deleted the tweet later on but of course the screenshots are all over the internet what do you think do you think fc goa are the favorites at the moment given the depth of the squad given the kind of firepower they have given the way they have shown consistency throughout this tournament and uh, you know towards the end of isl that they have shown they seem like the favorites at the moment yeah as we said you know both teams have shown uh, what they're capable of so there's no favorites over here uh, it it's all in that one single game again it's it's a semi final it's a knockout round probably even might t- take the game to the penalties the way uh, the the teams have have a similar trend of scoring uh, the defenses are, are not too leaky uh, look just just consider and uh, how many goals uh, fc goa have conceded uh, compared to last season and uh, the way uh, chennai city have, have packed up the defense just to solidify their midfield in a way that that becomes uh, attack every time uh, the team comes uh, all guns blazing at them so this is not going to be a game where uh, you can pick a winner outright or uh, you know one team's looking favorite out of the other a proper final material at the semi final stage is what i can state right now yeah and of course chennai city hopefully someday we will hear the story of how they were made to participate in this uh, tournament you know uh, breaking out of the i mean they have not broken out of the i league club alliance but you know they have they've had to reverse their position on playing in super cup but uh, you know they have been there they have sort of justified their position as the champions of india they have beaten some really good teams uh, going into the semi finals uh, they made the point let's see how they are uh, delivering against fc goa because fc goa have a bone to pick with super cup i mean uh, they have they have been playing consistently well uh, and other than bengaluru fc they are the most consistent team in isl but they have never been able to win the trophy although they finished at the top uh, in 2015 but since uh, you know because of the playoffs they did not get any trophy i think they are picking super cup as a as a platform to make a statement and uh, even last year when uh, they got involved uh, in a, in a fight you could see that the players really give that much importance to super cup and and the same thing is happening here they will be going out all guns blazing against chennai city uh from what i think and it's it's it has the potential to turn into a goal fest if either team draws blood early you know it, it might become a five goal affair then or four goal affair or it could drag into penalties uh, the chennai fc versus atk game also has a potential uh, of dragging into uh penalties but in a very different way <laughs> but uh it seems like Chennai FC I want to come to they are they are going through a very interesting resurgence ISL did not go well for them but AFC Cup they knew the stakes are higher the team started playing in a very different way because they were using only four foreigners a lot of the players who were sitting in the bench were getting a lot more game time at this point and more attention from the coach and uh, basically were put at the forefront it's it strengthened the squad which is also reflecting on their performance at the super cup and uh, yeah they will they will go up against atk who are also looking good but they have a good chance of making it to the final what what does it say man uh, you know it's 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 almost like if you give the indian players if you if you have a platform or a situation 
or or a format uh, in a, in a tournament where the indian players uh, get to come out and perform it almost seems like they they do their best and uh, give g- good results to the club you know another uh, argument that you can make that uh, we should have just four foreigners per club it's it's we should just have the same number of foreigners as in afc tournament says you should have isn't it yeah it it was the case with i league for so long just because uh, uh, i think uh, because uh, isl was allowed uh, five and it was more than that earlier uh, you know, somehow the i league clubs wanted the same as uh, the isl so that's when uh, the problem began you know uh, if you had been playing with four foreigners all the time it just makes it easier for you to you know transition into the afc uh, the afc competitions but sadly you know last year uh, even i league followed uh, the same trend going into playing with uh, more, more than the stipulated afc rule followers foreigners uh, so probably uh, that's that's why isl uh, team except bengaluru find it a little more difficult to get into the stage where uh, you know they are so habituated with with that extra foreigner on the field you know it it this is when you know the real growing pains of a club this is when you know how they are maturing and so far they have had full marks in terms of transitioning from an isl only franchise to playing afc cup and now in super cup uh, and they are adjusting well to the uh, different situations different team formations different uh, kind of opponents that they have to face uh, of course after this they will be uh, again playing away and uh, home matches in ahmedabad but they're looking good going into the semi finals if they win and if chennai city win kevin there might be a chennai derby for the first time in modern football history <laughs> in a national tournament can we dream do we dare dream of a chennai derby Yeah, so one team is playing out of Coimbatore, and uh, <laughs> its name is Chennai City. Yeah, probably uh, Chennai Derby will will be something great, and the two in the finals. Wow, great! I mean, suddenly the whole bracketing system does not look so bad if it gives us a Chennai Derby in the final, isn't it? <laughs> it will. It will literally be the most most amazing and highest stake match in the history of Tamil Nadu football. at least recently there will be the old uh, you know netaji sc fans uh, going up against a new generation of chennai fc fans and uh, we might see a couple of screenings all over chennai and a proper festive atmosphere which tells our overlords how good a derby can be and how it might really help their cause if they have chennai city fc in isl isn't it yeah definitely the, the real taste of derby will come when you see uh fans from the same city probably uh you know divided over over clubs uh it'll be a great thing to have uh had it been uh, you know both teams playing in the same league and not just for a tournament a, a short one that too uh it'll give a glimpse of you know what what football can offer to fans absolutely so we are finishing this episode uh, me and kevin with three explicit hopes hopes against hopes at this point i think uh first let's hope no more football club dies in india let's hope minerva punjab survives let's hope uh neroka survives aizol fc survives let's hope shillong lajong comes back let's hope gokulam survives real kashmir thrives all the small clubs who have done so much for indian football who have actually put india in the global map you know no matter how much how much money you put into uh ISL and uh, creating hype and uh, uh brand awareness and all that shit it has been ISL FC who have been making the most headlines minerva punjab made international headlines uh chennai city are making international headlines right now because a couple of international media has started picking up picking up the story of how a club can win become champions of a country and then get relegated Real Kashmir have been turning heads all over, and uh, you know they they've had a BBC crew come in and make a documentary on them. So, see, it's it's these clubs who are actually going to make a mark for Indian football, put Indian football on the map. So, uh, for that, let's hope no more club deaths happen in India. The second hope, big big hope, double finger crossed, touch wood, and all that, is that Indian women's football team beats Myanmar. Uh, on tuesday and the third hope 
as hopefully Chennai City and Chennai NFC will reach the uh, final. Not because we don't like FC Goa or ATK, but because the prospect of a Chennai Derby is so, so delicious. And it will really change the conversation on how football should be looked at, how uh, a football culture is grown. It will become a cultural event in Tamil Nadu football. So yes, uh, let's hope that happens and all that. And best of luck to all the teams involved. We will come back again next week with maybe good news, maybe bad news. We don't know. That's the world we live in. Uh, But we come back, we will. So you too should come back and listen to us next week. Uh, You can listen to us anywhere, any podcasting platform that you like, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc, etc. You can listen to us also on IVM Podcasts app and ivmpodcast.com where you can find the best podcasts from all over India. You can also listen to us on YouTube and Facebook. Give us a like, share and subscribe if you're on those platforms. And uh, check out all the updated news of Indian football on thefangarage.com. Thanks for listening. It's me, Chiranjit and Kevin, both bidding you goodbye and good luck to all the teams again. Hi, my name is Anupam Gupta. I'm B50 on Twitter. I am the host of Pesa Pesa, the show that talks money. On my show, I speak to experts from every field of money and finance. From stock markets, equities, debt funds, credit cards, life insurance, every possible area of money and finance that you can think of. We even did an episode on cryptocurrency. I've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere. Robo-Advary, startups, just name it, we've got it. At Pesa Pesa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money. Now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday and you can listen to my show on the IVM Podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have. Pesa Vesa is brought to you by Paytm Money. How aware do you think you are of your laws and rights? Do you look up to laws when you are caught up in situations? Do you know what your rights are when you are stuck somewhere bad? Well, here's a show that can help you move an inch closer to being aware of what your rights are. Tune in to Know Your Kanoon with me, Amar Rana. This is a podcast meant to answer all your law-related queries. Catch Know Your Kanoon every week on the IVM website or the app or anywhere you get your podcast from.